This isn't just a review. We're going beyond that. I'm Kyler. And I'm Dallin. And we're here to talk about the moments, magic, and memories that we love in film. There's a lot to hate, but if you look a little deeper, there's so much more to love. We hope we can pass that on to you. Hey, Dallin. Hello. This is kind of a weird one. Yeah, we probably sound different to you guys. Yeah. At least a little um, bit. Well, the the rub here is that I got COVID for the second time. Yay. <laughs> yeah. So excited. I'm so excited. Yeah, so we are doing this remotely. Which has so far proved to be really irritating. We spent probably almost an hour trying to figure out, like, all the technicalities of, like, how to record the best way and, like, what program to use and, and all that, since we're, we're doing this each on our own, like, computers in our own houses. Yeah. And we got it figured out. It should be fine. But, like, ugh, it's, it, it's surprisingly hard to do this. And uh-huh. it sh- really shouldn't be. <laughs> no. And if it sounds weird bear with us <laughs> yeah I, I mean hopefully it just sounds different not necessarily yeah worse or i mean actually hopefully it sounds potentially a little bit better because we actually yeah. also just got a new mic mm-hmm. that's should be a little bit better than the one we had before because uh, i was like using the one from my normal setup at home and i was taking it to go record every time but now we have one that's just for the podcast and that's the one that kyler's using right now so yes sir like, one of the most unfortunate parts about this whole thing is that he lives almost an hour and a half away from me right now until yep. until you get uh, married and then yep. move down here. And then you're 10 minutes away, which is where we had been recording. But since you have COVID right now, we can't really no. do it. Yeah, right it's, now, so. it sucks, but we're making do because we want to put out more episodes. <laughs> Yeah, and so hopefully yes. I don't sound super gotta, sick either. I mean, I up. this is what like my third day, so. Well, I mean, when you called me a couple days ago, I think it was like three or four days ago now, yeah. and you were like, "Hey, yeah, I've I've got COVID." I was I my immediate reaction to you saying hello was like, "Oh my goodness, are you okay?" Because <laughs> you're just like. <laughs> yeah, it literally just, sounded like you were dying. I mean, yeah, it's like it, it gets into your throat, man. Like my sister, she has it too. Like that's one thing that sucks is I, uh, I'm currently staying with my parents until I get married, and so both my parents and me and my sister all have COVID. Uh, but my sister, she sounded like she smoked like ten packs a day. You know, like she was like, "Hey, everybody." <laughs> yeah, it's. I thankfully I got COVID a couple of months ago, and for the first time. Because Allie went to Alaska, and flying is... And she, not only did she fly, she flew, like, four different planes in the space of, like, two or three days. Oh, yeah. And so she got it and then brought it back. And obviously, I mean, we live together, so I got it, too. That's just kind of how it goes. And yep. I was, like, luckily, I really hadn't... Or it wasn't that bad because I had just gotten my booster. 
mm-hmm. uh, like literally two weeks before that. So it, it literally just felt like a minor cold. Yeah. There, I think the first day I was just like really tired. But aside from that, I was like, I'm just kind of stuffy and like got a little bit of a cough occasionally. That was it. So yeah, it it, it definitely it, seems it, like you got a little worse than I did. <laughs> it's definitely better than it was my first time I had it, though. The first time I had mm-hmm. it, the first two days, I just felt like death. I may have sounded like death to you on the phone, but I I didn't feel as bad as the first time I had it. I haven't had the booster, unfortunately, but uh, I probably should get it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, it. I don't want to get too into it, but, like, the people who don't believe in vaccines, like, I'm over here like, man, I got a booster for the... Well, first of all, I got vaccinated. Didn't touch me yeah. for t- almost two whole years, and then got my booster, and then, like, two weeks later, I got it, and like I was saying, it literally just felt like an, a minor cold. And I was like, oh, this, like, this is what... And, like, not to diminish it, but, like, I was like, this is this is what it was... This is it? Yeah, right. I was like, wow, I guess I guess it works. Like, I made the correct decision to go get this. Yep. Like, actually, to be totally honest, the get it, like, the day after the booster was significantly worse than actual <laughs> COVID. And granted, that is also because I got a tetanus shot on the same day. Oof. <laughs> and tetanus shots are notoriously rough. So, it, yeah, it was... Anyway, get your shots, get your vaccines, please. Yep. Like, it, it's been two, two and a half years now, but, like, it's still here. It's still yeah. rearing its head. People are still getting hurt. People are still having problems with it. So, like, you know, yep. take, do, do your duty to help us all out as a species. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll continue to make uh, podcasts, even if it is difficult. <laughs> yes. Yep. This, this is partially a test to see if we can do this more easily in the future. And uh-huh. hopefully we can find some ways to streamline the process a little bit, but it seems like we should be okay. But regardless, uh, today this is a podcast about movies. <laughs> yeah. And today we're actually talking about uh, another new movie. We're talking about Lightyear. So, what year did it come out, Kyler? Uh, it came out in 2022. <laughs> it is PG. Uh, it stars Chris Evans, Kiki Palmer, Peter Sohn, and Taika Waititi, and it's directed by Angus McLean. Sorry, I have a little bit of that COVID brain, you know? Nah, you're good. <laughs> no, I was actually mostly playing, poking fun at the fact that it came out like a month ago. <laughs> Where I was like, oh yeah, we watched this movie, it came out in like 2016, and, and then we always like reminisce by like, oh man, it's been so long since then. Yeah. And yeah, I was just kind of making fun of us. <laughs> anyway, what what is it about? Let me, let me take a look here. So I want to say it's about Buzz Lightyear. That is a possibility. <laughs> but perhaps it's about Woody. Perhaps. <laughs> uh, legendary space ranger Buzz Lightyear embarks on an intergalactic adventure alongside ambitious recruits Izzy, Moe, Darby, and his robot companion Socks. As this motley crew tackles their toughest mission yet, they must learn to work together as a team to escape the evil Zerg and his dutiful robot army that are never far behind. Yeah. It's a pretty pretty brief description, but it is a brand new movie, so... I think we've mentioned this before. It's not like the Mando ones, though, where it's like, Mando goes on an adventure. The end. Yeah, if there is a Mandalorian description of this, it'd be like, Mando flies to space, comes back at a different time, and has to figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. that's it. (laughs) Yep, that's it. 
Um, but yeah. yeah, this is this is interesting because uh, we talked about it a little bit before. Because this was another interesting thing is usually we watch the movie together, but yeah. this time we had to watch the movie separately. Um, but this movie really felt different than a lot of other Pixar movies. They were really trying to go for that sci-fi action type of genre uh, when most Pixar movies aren't like that, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it did feel pretty different in a lot of ways. And I don't think any of them are bad ways. No. Like, I, I, I guess this would probably be a good time to sort of talk about this, but, like, this movie has been received very poorly. Oh, it has. And I don't know why. I no. really don't get it. I don't either, uh, because I think you, you mentioned this earlier when we were talking about it. it. It's not the best Pixar movie. Yeah, it's but, it's not a it's not like revolutionary. No, but it's definitely not a bad movie. It's a very entertaining movie that I'll probably watch again. Like I, I may not watch it over and over and over and over again, but like it, it's something that I'm like I don't understand why it was received so poorly. Yeah, and there are and like, there, there are some semantics you can get into with like people being homophobic and things you know like well i mean that is actually one thing i did kind of want to mention where like it it was fascinating because you and me talk because you had watched it a few days ago and then i just watched it this morning and when you when we when we were talking on the phone the other day you were we were sort of discussing like some stuff about this and it has actually been fully banned in a lot of countries yep. maybe not a lot but several countries because there is a scene where uh, two women kiss yeah and and you had mentioned that to me and I was like oh interesting and then I like I was kind of trying to like watch for it I guess just sort of as like a like to see like why, why did they really think they had to ban it and I realized that I didn't even notice yeah. Like, the scene came and went, and I I stopped, like, a minute or two later and was like, oh, wait, I think they did, I think it was already, I think it already happened. Right, because I, it, it... Like, it didn't even cross my mind. No, because it's such a normal <laughs> thing. It was just her kissing her wife while, and then I think yeah. they were also, like, congratulating their son because he graduated or something. It was a normal... Exactly. Fa- it was a normal family situation that, like you don't think of because it's just normal whether it's gay or straight or whatever it's the same you know it's like it's it's irritating to me that something that brief that i didn't even notice even when i was thinking about it and like kind of watching for it it irritates me that it's like that is something that's bad enough apparently to get it completely and fully banned in some countries yeah it's insane, and it's it, it's kind of at that point where you're like, we're in 2022. Are we really still at that point? You know, like, come on. Yeah, I don't know. It's irritating, but I don't, I don't want to get too stuck on that part of it because right. that's not really something we can fix. And I also no. don't want to. I don't want to rant. So <laughs> yeah, no. But I think but like, the more interesting thing is, uh, and I I I don't want to have this come off as like a dig towards Allie because it definitely isn't. But I found it kind of fascinating that I told Allie, uh, because we had decided to do Lightyear like a week or two ago, something like that, and I had told Allie about it that I wanted to watch, or that we had decided to watch it. Mm -hmm. And she kind of like did one of those like, oh, like that's the one you're going to watch faces? And Uh, I was like, but why? Like, why did you respond that way? Mm -hmm. And then I kind of talked to her about it, and she's like, oh, someone told me that it wasn't very good. And, And I was sitting there like, 
that also kind of bothers me. Like, that's the exact reason why we try to stay so, like, sometimes unrelentingly and obnoxiously positive (laughs) is because it's like when someone gives you a negative review, like, it does make you negatively perceive that thing regardless of what it is. Even, like... It, and I've I've been trying to sort of break that habit in myself because I've noticed in the past there have been times where I've heard a negative review of something and I go and watch it and it wasn't that bad but I still like want to believe that it was for no reason. Right, and I've I've always been in this mindset, but this movie kind of really cemented it the fact that I I have to watch a movie for myself. I can't listen yeah. to critics and even other people. Like I can. I can listen and be like, oh, this person said they didn't like it or whatever. Okay, sure, let me go see it for myself. And, like, obviously I'll be more inclined to listen to, like, people that I'm close to, like my dad or you or someone. If you tell me a movie's good or a movie's bad, I'll probably be a little bit more inclined to uh, believe you. But even so, I can't just focus on, oh, Dallin thought this movie was bad, so I'm going to go into that movie thinking that it's going to be bad. You know, yeah, it's it's we get a little like caught up in it sometimes, mm-hmm. and and like they always say like first impressions are really important, and that's kind of what we're talking about here is like if someone comes to you and the first thing you hear or know or are told about a given thing, whether it be a movie or a game or a, I don't know a type of food, if someone says it was bad, then you're gonna go into every experience for going forward with the initial like oh. It's bad because someone told me it was. That's the only thing I have to go off of. Yeah. And then if you go into the opposite, then you're going to think about it as good. But it's like it's not until you actually sit down and think about like, oh, no, I need to actually like form my own opinion about this that you can really get a better view of what it actually is, at least to you. Right. Well, and have you ever – have you ever like when you were a kid or you just younger, just even a few years ago, you saw a movie and you didn't like it or whatever and then you sat down and watched it years later – you're like, wow, this isn't as bad as I remember, you know? Like, I know uh, that's happened. I can't yeah. think of a specific example, but I, I know that that exact thing has happened to me at least once or twice. I mean, one kind of specific thing for me is that it kind of experienced on this podcast is Avatar for me. Yeah. Well, and that's a, a, another different thing, too, is I liked it when it came out. But I just got this, you know, people kept saying that they didn't like it and blah, blah, blah. So I got it in my head. Oh, I shouldn't like it either. And then, like, when I watched it again with you, I was like, I forgot how radical this movie is. Yeah. <laughs> That's such a good word. <laughs> yeah. And there's, like, a whole subgenre of movies, too, of cult movie. They call them cult movies because they're movies that didn't do well in theaters. Movies that people panned when it came out. All this stuff. But that now... There are so many people who love them because they look at them and are like, oh, wow, that's not as bad as, as bad as critics or other people were saying it was at the time. Yeah. Like we mentioned Robert Rodriguez on the last episode. A lot of his movies are like that, where people pan them at the box office because they are different. But then like when they come to DVD and stuff like that, people are like, oh, these movies are a lot of fun, you know? Yeah, it, it's... And I think kind of the more important thing with us, and and we've said it before, but, you know, we're always going to reiterate ourselves somehow. (laughs) The reason why we try to stay so positive is because the negative, the people being negative are so loud and so prevalent. Like, I could probably find, like, 20 bad reviews of Lightyear on YouTube if I just Googled it right now. 
Mm-hmm. I, I'd be, it, I'd actually be surprised if I found a good one. Like just based off of the the things I have seen so far and the reactions I have seen so far, I'm sure I could find a plenty of people being like, "This movie is bad because of XXXXXX. Like big old long laundry list of problems. And I'd be like, I, I would be surprised if I found someone who was like, "No, I really like this movie." And it it it, it it's annoying sometimes that there is so much negativity. And yeah. it's like, I, I just want more positivity, you know? Yeah, and it's like, sometimes people are afraid to say, like, you know, like, oh, I liked Lightyear, but I'm afraid to say so because everyone else is saying they hate it. So am I the weird one, you know? like Yeah. And it, it, it's, I mentioned this to you also when we were talking before we recorded, but this movie reminded me of Solo, a Star Wars story in a few different ways. But it also reminds me of it in the ways that it was critically received. Because mm-hmm. there were a lot of people who, with both of these movies, are like, oh, why do we need this? No one asks for this. No yeah. one, a- Yeah. No one asks for a Buzz Lightyear origin story or a Han Solo origin story. And it's like, okay, maybe not. But, like, w- what reason do you have for hating that idea? <laughs> you know? like Yeah. Like, it might not have needed to happen, but... I think now that it's here, like, I appreciate that it is. Like, with yeah. Solo, it's like, this This gives me more development and depth into how Han Solo became the person that he is in the original trilogy. Like, now I know where that came from. And with this, it's like, it, this is more of, like... Actually, I guess this is actually a good point to sort of, like, tangent into one of my first points about the actual movie. <laughs> is, we, we've gotten through the preamble, now we can get into it. <laughs> um... At the very beginning of the film, they say, uh, in 1995, Andy saw a movie about uh, Buzz Lightyear. This is that movie. Allie and I both, because she actually ended up watching it with me. She was working from home today, and so we just watched it together. Um, And we both were like, that's actually like a really subtly clever way of making this like fit. When yeah. they, I think that the, there's two ways of doing it. It's either that the way they did or just don't acknowledge it at all. And so that, I think if that's they had actually, taken thought, any other approach, it would have been weird. <laughs> yeah, I actually thought they were just going to not acknowledge it at all. Like, yeah. when, when this movie was first announced, uh, Chris Evans said on Twitter or something, he said, oh, this isn't about the toy, it's about the real man, Buzz Lightyear. And a lot of people yeah. were confused about that. They were like, what? <laughs> yeah, well... See, when we, even more previous than when we talked about actually doing the movie, when we were sort of just talking about it existing, I, I brought up the fact that I was like, there is an intri- like a, an, a, a large amount of media surrounding Buzz Lightyear that I think a lot of people either don't know exists or like forget exist. Because yeah. there was a show, there's an animated show, mm-hmm. and then for Which me, awesome. I, I played a, there's a, a, like a really bad old video game that I played a bunch for some reason. Like, me and my brothers played it. We each all played it. But, like, I just remember running around on these weird alien planets as Buzz Lightyear and a couple of the other, like, space rangers. And yeah, and it's just like, that's so weird that, like, I just completely forgot that all of that existed. Well, and so they you... have this world building. They have this existing content. Well, and, and you've like... got, like, Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters at Disneyland and everything. Buzz Lightyear's mm-hmm. a, a pretty cultural icon, you know? Like, Yeah. I mean... I think all of the, like, Toy Story characters are to some extent. Oh, yeah. Like, Mr. Potato Head, you can still buy him in stores. Yeah. It just does the weird little, like, stick in the 
various bits and bobs in the weird different holes on this weird potato-shaped plastic thing. Like, <laughs> I, I saw a slinky dog the other day at a store, and I was like, no way. <laughs> yeah, it's been, what, 26 years? Yeah, I had a slinky dog when I was... Because uh, the first movie came out like the year I was born, 1995. Mm-hmm. But I had a slinky dog when I was like three or four, and he broke a couple weeks after I got him, and I was like devastated. So I was this yeah. close to buying that slinky dog. <laughs> just, just for the nostalgia. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, like it seems like a lot of people were kind of confused. It's like, why are they making this? And it's like, oh, because like the precedent kind of exists already. There's mm-hmm. stuff like this. There, in fact, there's stuff that's significantly more like extensive than this movie was. Right. And so it's there. Like this is just a way of sort of bringing it back for the people who who really liked it or really cared. Like this might have been another one of those scenarios where it's like the director had always loved Buzz Lightyear and had always wanted to have a story about Buzz Lightyear, and they finally got a chance to make it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I actually don't know very much about the behind the scenes of this movie. You probably have some stuff, but. I I I don't know a lot actually about this one, surprisingly. Well, but, uh, it is also like brand new, yeah. and kind of along the same lines. Like, it, I don't think the marketing was necessarily bad, mm-hmm. but I think the marketing might have just been a little weak. I guess. Yeah. Because uh, one thing I mentioned to you, we had a little like chat before we started to make sure we were on the same page with everything we wanted to talk about, and during that, I brought up the fact that it was like the trailer for. Like, in a few ways, it was both, like, good and bad. Because mm-hmm. there's things about the trailer that got me really excited. And I was, like, seeing sort of, like, the art style and how in-depth the animation and, and like, all that stuff was going to be... Got me really excited, like, seeing the ships and, and things like that. I was like, that's really cool. The thing that really got me was seeing Zerg at the end of it. And yeah. I was like, oh, man, we could... Like, Zerg's going to be in this? Like, ooh, oh, that's, yeah. that's really cool. I'm excited for that. But then there's things, like... Some of the jokes just, like, didn't land right, and it felt kind of campy. And there's, like, the one that really I didn't really like that I did bring up specifically because I actually... I don't know if we're going to talk about it now or a little bit later, but I'll talk about how it actually was changed, and I like that. But the one that I didn't love was the... Was it was it Ivan? The yes. ship AI? Uh, it says, like, you're going to crash or self-destruct, like... Would you like to record your last words? And then he says, "Don't vomit in the in the ship." And then it plays that again as his final words. It's like, "Are you satisfied with this recording?" And I was just like, "I don't know why, but that just kind of didn't sit right for me." It didn't hit for you, yeah. But then in the movie, they actually changed it, and it was in a different scene. It was similar, uh, almost like the same chain of events. The exact things they said were a little different. It was quicker. It was in a different scene, and then that other scene. That was actually in the movie where it was in the trailer, w- didn't have that, and it just mm-hmm. felt like it flowed better. So it, like, I, I feel like it was just like it was slightly misplaced in the trailer. Well, and, and that's probably the thing to about, get some laughs, but like, that's the thing about trailers is not like it, it's been happening a lot more lately where the filmmakers get a say in what trailers happen, mm-hmm. uh, what trailers yeah. say and stuff, but a lot of the times. It's it's like another part of the company that is like okay you guys here's some footage from this movie put together a trailer. Uh, well yeah it's at, it's the marketing department like yeah. <laughs> they're yeah, making so, all the promotional material the posters the trailers like all yeah. that kind of stuff. And so the, a lot of the times the filmmakers will see a trailer and be like oh 
I didn't really want that in there, or that was kind of a rough cut. Why did they put that in there? You know, like yeah. like that scene. They may have been like, oh, we changed that scene. Ah well. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's entirely much- possible that that was like that scene existed in that way at one point, and they yeah. decided to pivot from that because they decided they didn't really like it. But then mm-hmm. they decided it's like, oh, like we could put it in the trailer because like it doesn't really matter too much, and it'll be kind of funny for the little kids that we do want to go see this movie. Like, right. It's a PG film. It's primarily marketed towards children because it's about like a children's toy. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, like, I don't want to degrade too much on the fact that it's like they're going to put comedy in there for kids. Like, it, it, in the actual final cut of the movie, it felt just like better. It felt yeah. like it flowed better. It didn't like interrupt things. It wasn't as campy. Like, it, it felt. That's actually one thing I like. I think this is another good tangent for me. I have spoken in the past about how I really dislike animal companion characters because they're always like really low hanging fruit like really just like simple goofy like dumb characters that Mm. have almost no depth at all and i was worried that socks the cat was gonna be that in this movie pixar has a good like a good track record with this kind of stuff and they did a good job again and i actually really really enjoyed socks and i felt like his comedy was really clever he also like had actual like interesting depth for Buzz, and like he was an interesting character to interact with. Yeah, like and, I love like, when he he's uh, like Buzz gave him that task to like solve the what was it the hyperdrive like uh, equation or whatever. Yeah, to find the right formula of the the mixture yeah, of and elements. It, it, it it was it's been a few years, but Socks is like, oh, I I solved it, and Buzz was like, what? Because <laughs> I feel like Buzz yeah. gave it to him as kind of like a. Yeah, here's just something to do, you know, and like yeah, yeah. and like but, he he basically ends up being R two D two. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ali and I joked about that a few times while watching. We're just like, oh, he can like he has a USB drive in his tail, and he has a blowtorch in his mouth, and a <laughs> and a, a sleeping dart, and that was I a also, good joke. That was yeah. really clever. When he was like, was that gonna be for me if I like didn't do what I was supposed to? And, and then, then he's like, Sox I gave you five like, minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I love how that I love how that came back later with the other socks. Like we can get into the twist later, but like there's Mm -hmm. another socks that uh, came back later, and he said that I'll give I got you five minutes. Yeah, Um, I also appreciated too. Like every like little gadget he had, he did like cat like things. Like when he uh, opened the blowtorch in his mouth, he did like a hairball sound. Yeah, (laughs) that's another thing where it's like it's mostly for laughs, but it doesn't feel bad in that moment like it, it still no. it, it actually did get a like a legitimate laugh out of me when that happened i i felt like uh not just with socks but with uh, a lot of the humor in this movie it, it landed for me like uh mm-hmm. there was there was some silly stuff like obviously taika waititi is one of the characters uh i love taika waititi so much i i do too <laughs> but like i thought his character was hilarious he was this uh kind of scaredy cat guy but like I love how he found a pen in his in his space ranger uniform, yeah. And he just kept obsessing over it. And then at the ver- like at the very end, they uh, needed something to open up. They needed a small little thing to open up a door. And he's, he's got like, the oh pen. my pen, yeah, yeah. I I I was a little like he. I think his was another thing. Like where from the trailer, uh, I saw him and uh, was it Darby. The, the older lady. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I was a little worried about them because it felt like they were just going to be like goofy one-off side characters that didn't really mean anything. Yeah. And like they did have a lot of that humor still, but again, like it was just paced better. And it, and it felt like it it flowed well and there was actually good like follow through with both of their characters. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, they have really I thought that all three of them, Izzy, Mo, and Darby yeah. had really good character development and relationships with Buzz and really added to his journey and then Buzz also contributed to their journey as well because like especially like with Mo Taika Waititi's character he was this coward who always ran Mm -hmm. away from situations but Buzz helped him be able to stand up for himself and uh, kind of act under pressure and things like that like yeah his personality didn't change too much but at the very end he knew exactly what to do like when uh, he pulled the the string and they they blew up into the, their, their suit blew up into yeah. the bounce. We need to thing. surrender, yeah. and she's like, yeah. no, and he's like, no, not give up, surrender, and he pulls yeah. the thing, and and so yeah, it, it's just really cool. I thought their dynamic was really great, especially since like it showed how incompetent they were at first. Yeah. Like when Buzz was getting dragged by the robot. Also, this is another joke that I thought was actually amazing when she makes the bomb. And oh, yeah. she puts it down, and and he's like, "What if they don't step on it?" And she's and she kind of gives him a look, and he's like, "I wouldn't step on that if I <laughs> saw it." And I was just like, "That is amazing." Well, it's then actually when, hilarious. Then when the robot came later and looked down and was about to step on it, and then moved his foot, and I was yeah, like, it's just like, oh, he, <laughs> exactly yeah. what he said. And then yeah. it, it led to that further, like, kind of like bringing everything to fruition with like how. They, things that they had learned in the past and experienced ended up being helpful later on with like the blowing of the suit and then escaping mm-hmm. and all that stuff. It just, I don't know. I, I think that part of like why this movie ended up not being very well received is just that like the trailer wasn't quite structured quite right. Yeah. And and like, I don't know. It, that's, that's really the only solution I can think of because well, like I, it doesn't feel justified at all. To, no. to like have such a negative reaction. There's another thing too that I think could have uh, been done poorly, but I mm-hmm. personally don't think it was. Was they had a lot of references to the Toy Story Buzz Lightyear to yeah to, uh, with the lines and uh, others uh, certain other things that he does like some of his uh, gadgets, some of his yeah. like poses, mm-hmm. and uh, like you said, well, some of well, the things like, he says. The, I think his first line in this movie is Buzz's first line in Toy Story is the uh, the uh, mission log. Uh, uh, the mission log. Well, he is talking the mission log, but he says like the terrain seems a bit unstable because in the Toy Story movie he's on the bed. Yeah. And, but uh, on this he's on a new planet, and then also like when she's making fun of Buzz, he's like, "You're mocking me, aren't you?" And uh, yeah. He, and then also, like, later when he's like, I'm Buzz Lightyear, I'm always sure. That's what the second Buzz said in Toy Story 2. And, yeah, uh, I see, that's something that I haven't seen Toy Story 1 in a really long time. Yeah. I haven't seen Toy Story 2 in even longer. Uh, oh, it's so good. And so, like, I had kind of forgotten about a lot of those classic Buzz Lightyear things that, like, did happen in this movie. Yeah. And... I think it's kind of fascinating. This, like, I think if you went back and rewatched those before you saw this, it might actually help because because Buzz kind of acts a little differently than I would expect, like a standard 
protagonist to act in a in a movie yeah. like this. He's kind of like weirdly obstinate and like stubborn. He's very like, literal as well. Yeah, he, he kind of talks in like this sort of quirky, like stiff way, and that's because in in Toy Story and Toy Story Two, like, and like I mean, also going for it, but like I think primarily those two, like he is a very sort of like stiff robotic character because that's he's sort of supposed to like juxtapose against the other like like mainly Woody who's all floppy and like laid back and goofy and stuff like he's made of cloth and fluff yeah. versus a plastic toy yeah with like springs and other things built in the karate chop action like <laughs> <laughs> it's it's interesting that they that they carried that through into this movie well, and they even carried through uh, some of, like I, I mentioned to you a little bit before we were recording as well, that they carried through some of just his mannerisms. Like in Toy Story 2, the second buzz, when he's with them, he's calling Ham slotted pig. I think he calls Potato Head like Rubius Tube Man or something like that. <laughs> and uh, he's being very literal and calling them yeah. like exactly what they are. And uh, in this movie, he calls Darby at one point elderly convict. <laughs> yeah, he he's kind of speaks in this weird like non-normal way. Like he he always uses the bigger words. Like at one point he's also it's also when he's talking to Darby, but he says like what event like led to your incarceration and it's just like normal people don't talk like that. <laughs> yeah. Like I I think I personally think Chris Evans did a really good uh job at I think that, that funny enough to kind of go back on another reason why this movie wasn't received super well i think a lot of people got hung up on the fact that this wasn't tim allen but i think I, that chris evans did a great job yeah i've kind of seen that uh criticism of a lot of newer movies and i don't agree with it where they'll yeah. be like oh they cast tom holland or chris pratt or chris evans or someone like like they cast one of those guys as this newer character when it really shouldn't be like like how Chris Pratt got cast as Mario in the new animated Mario yeah. movie they're working on. Like I saw so many people like complaining about that and I was like, and yeah. like if that's what they decided was best, then that's fine. Like I don't know if he's gonna try to do like a weird Italian Mario accent or if he's just gonna be Chris Pratt, but like I don't really care. Like if they if he can do the job that they needed him to do, then right. Trust him, like. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and like I personally think that that there were some times when Chris Evans was doing the Buzz Lightyear voice that I didn't hear Chris Evans. I heard Buzz Lightyear. You know, he he sounded very. He he had a lot of the same mannerisms, and uh, he even kind of deepened his voice a little bit, uh, kind of like how Tim Allen did Buzz Lightyear and stuff like that, and. Like, I can understand why some people are questioning why they didn't cast Tim Allen. Because Tim Allen is Buzz Lightyear. He's been Buzz Lightyear for 20-some years, you know? Yeah. But they, I think they wanted it to stand out because this isn't the Toy Story buzz. This is the yeah. movie that the toy well, was based on. Also, Tim Allen's getting a little bit older. Yeah. And, like, uh, this, I'm pretty sure this is supposed to be a much younger buzz. Yeah. Because one thing that is actually, like... I thought was kind of cool, but he doesn't actually get his actual, like, Buzz Lightyear the toy suit yeah. until the very end, when he starts mm -hmm. his new team with the uh, the three others. 
Yeah, he doesn't even get his wings till the very end, you know? Yeah. Yeah, he gets, like, actually, that was something I brought up to you, is when there's the reveal of when he has to eject from the ship to escape from Zerg, and he gets the wings from that, like, he gets a little jetpack from that, and I was like, oh, I forgot he had wings. Like, I forgot that that was a thing that Buzz Lightyear has. And it's like such, yeah. it's like that's the iconic thing, besides maybe the karate chop action. Um, yeah. Or the <laughs> is that he has wings. On his wrist. Yeah. You're flying. No, I'm falling with style. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. They did um, that several times in this movie. They fell with style. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's, oh man, that's another thing, going back and like the things that like they took from Toy Story that, uh, that they put in this that worked, it's like, if they, if they actually said the falling with style line in this movie, I may have been a little like, that doesn't make sense because Woody was the first one to say that to Buzz, mm-hmm. and then Buzz sa- said that at the end, uh, but they did like allude to that, you know what I mean? Like Yeah. And then like, it, at the beginning of Toy Story 2... Rex is playing that Buzz Lightyear video game and they there's a, f- a few moments where they have like shots taken directly from that opening Toy Story 2 sequence where like when Buzz gets his wings and he's flying towards them to save them it's almost a direct shot to the beginning of Toy Story 2 where he's flying towards the planet and then yeah. when he flips over Zerg and says not today Zerg that flip that he does over Zerg is the exact flip that Buzz or that Rex does uh, in the video game. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just a really cool little homages like that. I see. I'm also thinking about it more now. And like, it feels really appropriate that Buzz acts the way he does in this movie, mm-hmm. looking at like Toy Story 1, where Buzz's main arc was like realizing that he is in fact a toy. Well, and it, yeah. And if you look and, at like in Toy Story 2, Buzz is a lot more relaxed and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And. And then when they meet the second Buzz, the Buzz with the utility belt, uh, he's a lot more stoic and literal and stuff like that. And the our Buzz that we know and love, he's like, oh boy, this again? <laughs> like, yeah. It's well, part of his his growth, you know? Yeah, it's it's sort of like in when you first meet Buzz, he's kind of like obnoxiously like optimistic and like sure of himself. Yeah, and then you get that a lot in this movie, where it's like Buzz just comes off as like, oh, he's kind of just he thinks he he's the best at everything and he knows everything, and he's just like obnoxiously sure about what he's doing, and like he refuses help from the rookies and stuff like that, and then he gets them in trouble, and then it's sort of like at later on as he's sort of opening up a little bit to to Darby Mo and and Izzy, you're sort of seeing that that breakdown where he's like, no, I actually. Like, that's sort of the similar, like, parallel with, like, him realizing, oh, I am a toy. Like, yeah. I'm not this perfect, amazing space ranger. I'm a toy. And then in this one, it's, I'm not this perfect, amazing space ranger. I'm just a guy. Like, yeah. I'm not perfect. I have made mistakes. I still make mistakes. I still mess up. The reason he puts on that face is because he wants, he doesn't want people to know that yeah. he, he he's not as good as people think he is, you know, like. Yeah, and it's also really interesting to see, like, the lines that Buzz does say in this movie that are from the Toy Story movies are all lines that Buzz said when he thought he was a space ranger. Like, the, I'm Buzz Lightyear, I'm always sure. That's what Buzz says, the second Buzz says when they're trying to uh, 
break down the the grate and they're using Rex as a as like a freaking uh, barricade, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, they're like, Buzz, are you sure this is gonna work? I'm Buzz Lightyear. I'm always sure. You know, it's it's all stuff that he said when he thought he was that space ranger, and so yeah. it's interesting. It, there's just like a lot of parallels, and there's a lot mm-hmm. of like follow throughs, and they don't feel cheap because it, it absolutely no. can feel cheap in some movies, and I think it was it was handled quite well in this. I also I I really enjoyed that the two infinity and beyond was something that they made that was like personal to buzz it wasn't just like a catchphrase that he had it was like i mean this is a pixar movie so obviously they're gonna have the feels but like that that hologram that uh that hawthorne alicia hawthorne sent to buzz after she passed when she did the final like to infinity and put her finger up and then he said and beyond like that got me pretty good (laughs) yeah i mean that whole scene got yeah. me. I mean, we kind of touched on it briefly for a different reason at the beginning, but like, I, th- I think that was, it was really unexpected, because mm-hmm. in the trailer, they sort of talk about like, oh, this time travel, like, oh, this much time has passed. I actually really liked that it was sort of this, it, I mean, it was kind of like a, a we gotcha, it wasn't quite what it was in the trailer. When he goes out the first time, actually, this brings up another thing that I really want to talk about. I love the scene where he's he goes up for the first time, he's coming back around, and he has the slight malfunction with his engine, and he's like, oh, we got a course correct to make it through this, the deceleration rings. Yeah. And I love how he pulls out a book and a pencil, or I guess it's like technically a, a marker, and he starts doing like calculus and trigonometry on the inside of his cockpit. Oh, yeah. And like his Ivan thing is trying to interrupt him and he's just like shut up like let me do some math here and i was just like "Ah, that's such a great detail Mm -hmm. like the fact that he's sitting there and actually doing like this complicated math that he would need to know as a pilot in space like that's that's the epitome of the the thing i've said a couple times of don't tell me show me like he didn't even say anything in that moment because he's he's like not trying to talk he's trying to solve his problem yeah, he's trying so to focus. he just does the math he needs to. He does the calculations. He comes up with the plan, and then it works. And I was just like, "That's amazing. That's so perfect." But yeah, then when it, he comes back down, it gets back into how like, oh, four years have passed for everyone else. And well, and in, it, go ahead. It's interesting because like, I really liked how you know, like you said, it was the four years that passed at first. But then Buzz kind of came to the conclusion. He's like, well. I'm going to keep doing this. I'm going to keep doing this until I can get people home. Because it was my mistake. I'm going to fix it. When they had that like montage of him doing it, coming back four years later. Doing it, coming back four years later. Yeah. How, how like, seeing the time he's missed pass, it's a great way it's showing that maybe he's not focusing on what yeah. truly matters, you know? No, that was, the, exactly, that was what I was going to say. It's like, I was going to get into that whole scene where you see time pass for everyone else but he's just continuing with the mission like it's showing sort of that like obsessiveness that he has with like Mm -hmm. i am going to save everyone or like we're saying earlier with the parallels like i am like a space ranger i'm not a toy like i don't believe you you are a toy (laughs) yeah like he's like i'll prove that i can do this i i don't believe what you're telling me I'll make it yeah. happen. Like that whole mentality that is like so so important to Buzz 
at the beginning at least, like until he can sort of grow from that. It's just like it's really interesting to see how many parallels there are. And and that also sets up the sort of fruition later where we see older Buzz. And like the twist is older Buzz is a version who came back in sort of like an alternate timeline um, and then was received poorly. Like they tried to arrest him and so he ran away, went to full uh, hyperspace travel and then went as far into the future as he could. Or like yeah, he, he, he let time dilate as much as he could. And then he ended up finding this Zerg ship and then sort of retrofitting it so he could be in control and then eventually making his way back in time uh, to fix everything still. Because well, he's and, still obsessed with, I have to fix this problem. I caused it. Yeah. I have to fix it. Like, that's the only thing that matters. Well, and that's the thing is, like, in Toy Story 2, we have the whole thing about how he's like, you killed my father, Zerg. And no, Buzz, I am your father. The whole Empire Strikes Back thing. Yeah. And they could have they could have done that again, and it probably would have been okay. But I like that they took this different approach, and also that they hinted at the Toy Story 2 thing because like when Buzz first when Zerg first opens up his suit Buzz says dad yeah (laughs) and he's like nope wrong again and he's like uh, and then he lifts up his dog tags and it says Buzz Lightyear and then little then uh, his socks comes out with like half of his fur off you know like and so I it it was just really interesting too to see the changes that Buzz went through, that our Buzz went through in this movie, that had an effect affected yeah. this Buzz because he never went through them. It like, like it, it's it's almost like a little bit too subtle, maybe. Yeah. Because I, at first I was like, ah, I don't know how I feel about this like older Buzz who's kind of crazy, and of course he's going to end up betraying him at one point. And mm-hmm. uh, but then the more I thought about it, I was like, no, it really does make sense. Like. Older Buzz never got the chance. He never got that time with Izzy, Moe, and Darby, and, and like then the time after that as well, to like really figure out that it's like, oh, I don't need to save these people anymore. They don't need saving. Like They've well, all moved on to a different life and a good life. Like I said, there's that scene uh, where Buzz, Moe, Darby, and Izzy are all in the cones that uh, captured them. And if you get too close with one cone, it, it combines. And they were like, Buzz, you need to combine with us so we can break this thing and escape. And he's trying to be over there and open the door because he's not sure if it'll open if he does that. And and he's like, if I combine with you, I can't save you. And she says, you don't need to save us. You need to join us. Yeah, it's and it's I, a good sort of like, it sums up like the story or the lesson that he needs to learn. Because he's obsessed for so long over trying to save everyone here because he messed it up in the in the first place that like he he can't get over the fact that these people have a, a good life on this planet. They have moved on. They have allowed themselves to grow and change. And like well kind of going back again to that scene where it sort of jumps through all these different time periods of him going on missions time skipping and then coming back like it just shows how like misguided he is well even he almost like he almost doesn't want to spend time in these like future time periods he doesn't want to stay there because he's like i'll get distracted from saving everyone yeah and in so doing he ignores the fact that they no longer need saving 
Yeah, like that whole scene where uh, Older Buzz and Buzz are talking to each other. Older Buzz is kind of going through all this where he's like, I, I finally found a way where I can save everybody and fix my mistake. And uh, he said he'll go back in time and stop them from, from ever going on the mission. I can't remember exactly. From ever going but, to uh, the planet, yeah. Yeah, ever going to the planet. And, uh, and at first, Buzz is on board, but then he realizes, he's like, Wait, but what about what about their lives they had there? And well, older Buzz is older Buzz is like, what lives? What lives did they live there? Like he didn't even he didn't even realize the lives that they had there. And like a, a line that really hit me is when Buzz was like, well, what about what about her daughter? What or what about her kids? What about Izzy? And older Buzz goes, who's Izzy? You know, he had like like we mentioned earlier, he had none of that experience, and he had none of that to show him what really mattered. Yeah. I think the thing that makes that scene even better for me is the fact that all of the arguments that older Buzz has are exactly parroted like from what Buzz said to Izzy like just a few scenes previous in the movie. Yeah. Because he was, he was like, ah, I like I don't matter. I'm not going to be a space ranger. I, like, I couldn't save them. And she's like, you do matter. Like you don't need to be a space ranger anymore because the people don't need saving. We all had lives. We all got to live. We all got to be the people we wanted to be. You're mm-hmm. just like holding on to this concept that no longer exists anymore. And because older Buzz never got the opportunity to like go through that with these people, he never changed. And he spent many, many years alone, like obsessing over this that he like it became so ingrained in his mind that he couldn't get over it yeah it's impossible exactly yeah and it's just really interesting to see that like how from older buzz's perspective younger buzz has gotten weak or like uh betrayed him and stuff like that when you know like you said older buzz has just been there all by himself just stewing on all the worst yeah qualities that he has because he thinks that's what he needs to do and I think it was a really cool, different take on a twist, you know? Yeah, it, it worked very well. And like I was saying, it kind of took a minute to get there. But yeah. it, I think it really was effective. Like, if you if you take a minute to sort of think about it. Like, it, it all sort of makes sense why old Buzz would betray him. Why new Buzz is the way, like, how he was able to move on and change and be better. And Well, and it was, it was really cool to see things like how... At, at, towards the end like when they were having their final fight buzz didn't call him buzz he was like not today zerg you know he didn't see himself in that person anymore yeah you know he uh he he didn't see him as buzz lightyear he saw him as the enemy and even at the end buzz sacrificed that crystal the only crystal that he had that could do hyperspace he sacrificed it to save him and his friends yeah i also liked that the the subtle thing when he... Well, I guess it wasn't so subtle, but when he accidentally broke the computer with the formula on it. Yeah. When he was originally trying to, like, escape. Um, mm-hmm. And, and Sox is like, oh, the formula. And he's like, ah, oh, we don't need it. We got the thing. And then that, that didn't come back. Like, and I was... Mm-hmm. I knew it would. I was expecting it to. And I actually liked that it was so subtle as in, like... You know he no longer has the formula, and he is then just saying, I accept that I can't go back anymore. I am going to destroy the one thing that will let me, which is the completed, like, crystal. Yeah. And then it was just, like, I don't know. It, I appreciated that version of that, like, follow-through of the mm-hmm. scene and, and him realizing, 
And like the audience realizing, it's like, oh, that was his one way out, and he just destroyed it. And he destroyed because it to prevent old Buzz from rewriting everything, but he also destroyed it because he realized that he doesn't need to go back anymore. That's not what he wants. He wants to stay there with his new crew, his friends. Yeah. He's, new, newfound family, you know, like... He's finally like, been able to move on. It, it, it's really interesting, too, that, like, I think Buzz realized a lot of this when he saw that old Buzz still had that picture of him and Alicia. Mm-hmm. Like, new Buzz kind of was like, wait a minute, this isn't what she would want. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I don't th- think old Buzz c- even has the capacity to see that anymore. I don't yeah, know. That... I feel like that kind of sums up what I wanted to talk about with the movie. Like, yeah, like that feels pretty good. Yeah, it was it, it was good. I I really liked it. And like we said, it's not the best Pixar movie in the world or whatever. But like, it doesn't deserve the hate. Yeah, that it, got. it doesn't deserve everyone. Like, it just feels like it's so pointless for all these mm-hmm. people to just be like clowning on Lightyear. And it's like, yeah, but it was fine. In yeah. fact, it was good. Like, it was a good movie. Mm-hmm. You just, like, this is something that, to kind of go back to, like, Allie a little bit, there was a time a few years ago where she, I would, like, get into arguing about movies and, like, criticizing movies with our friends. Allie would always say, like, ah, you don't need to do that. Like, that's, that's, there's no point. Like, you're not going to change the movie, like, anything like that. And I would always try to argue back where I was like, yeah, but, you know, arguing is still important. Like, it's still, not argument, but, like, criticizing things is important. You just have to do it the right way. But now, like, I kind of see her point where she's like, basically what she was really saying, at least what I think she was trying to say is like, you are going out of your way to try to find things to argue about with this movie so that you have something to argue about. And now with this podcast, we're like, it's fundamentally changed the way I look at movies. Nowadays, anytime I watch a movie, even if it's not for the podcast, I'm looking at it in a way of like, how can we watch this? So that I can have something good to say about it. Like, like I, right. I want something to praise out of this movie, not something to complain about. Right, and I've, I've been in the same boat sometimes where, like, I've always... You, you've known me for years, and you know that I've always tried to be a bit more positive when it yeah. comes to movies. But there are times where I, I feel the need to, like, criticize, like, a movie. Like, oh, that wouldn't happen. Or, like, me and Jessica were watching uh, Uncharted a few months back when it came out. And uh, there's a scene in there that uh, they, like, find old uh, old pirate ships and lift them up with helicopters or something. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, that wouldn't happen. They would, like, uh, decompose. They would, yeah. like, break apart and they w- that would never happen. And Jess kind of grabbed my arm and was like, hey, it's just a movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, just kind of remind. Yeah. She kind of reminded you do have me to like, just stop yourself and be like, yeah, like, that wouldn't happen. It's, it was like with our, uh, with our Indiana Jones episode. There was a mm-hmm. there were so many times where I was like, oh, that wouldn't happen that way, or that's like inaccurate or whatever, and yeah. and I like I realized I was I was irritating myself with how much I was doing this during while mm-hmm. we were watching it, and so I was like, I need to just like I need to stop and and look at yeah. it and be like, yeah, it wouldn't happen that way, but it's more and en- the movie is more entertaining because it does happen that way. Like, yeah, exactly. Movies are fun because they're not reality; they're an escape from reality. Well, and it, there there are. Uh, uh, times and places where a movie being realistic is great. Yeah. But like when it's an action adventure movie like Uncharted or Indiana Jones or Buzz Lightyear, you know, you don't need it to be 
super realistic every na- every moment of the movie. Like bits of uh, realism is awesome. Like you said, the trigonometry thing that he was doing in his cockpit that was cool. But just because having a crystal that can take him into hyperspace isn't realistic, that doesn't make it a bad movie. Yeah, and it's more so just like in the fact of like I I now go out of my way to try to be happy and like mm-hmm. like I said I try to find positive things about the movie and that subconsciously like makes me just enjoy the movie more. Yeah. Like I have more fun because I'm trying to be happy and positive about it instead of trying to find things to be like, oh this could be better. Like mm-hmm. and then it like that translates into other things and we won't get too far into it, but like it just makes me a more positive person. It makes like both yeah. of us more positive people. Well, yeah, and and then also like when there does come a movie where it's just not my bag, it may not necessarily be because, you know, I'm like, "Oh, I didn't like it because it was unrealistic. I didn't like it because of blah blah blah." It it's just not my cup of tea, yeah. you know? And and you can you have the maturity to be like, "I don't want to watch this but like i'm not going to try to make it a worse experience for the people that do exactly and and like we've said this multiple times like criticism is fine yeah it is absolutely fine but don't ever don't get too caught up in it like yeah don't get caught up in it yeah and don't let yourself let it affect other people yeah don't And, and that and their enjoyment because that's one thing as a you know we mentioned that uh, and we'll continue to mention how much of a Star Wars fan I am, is like, yeah. <laughs> I like all of them, and I get really discouraged sometimes when people are like, oh, you like those new Star Wars movies? Those people, are bad. You should, you're bad for yeah. liking them. People and just I, get really like, volatile about it, and then yeah. all that does I, is, is push people away. I'm like, what does it do, like, you, you can dislike it all you want, but what does it do to you that I, I like it, you know? Like, it does... Absolutely nothing, and it's like having that little bit of positivity just helps. Yeah. Anyway, so go I, wa- go watch this, Lightyear. Yeah, go watch the, the movie. Like, I really do believe it's worth your time. I I don't yeah. think that a lot of the criticism is is really warranted. We both really enjoyed it, mm-hmm. and and like like we said, we had a good time. It was very well, interesting. Like, it had a lot of depth with with Lightyear himself, with other other characters, like. Well, and hey, how did Allie like it? it sh- she seemed to really enjoy it. I mean, we didn't talk about it too much because I yeah. wanted to come record like right after. But she seemed to really enjoy it. And she was kind of of the opinion that she didn't really want to beforehand. So I'm glad that she did and I'm glad that she had a good time. Yeah. And, and like, I don't know. <laughs> Just go watch it. <laughs> and watch more movies. And Heck yeah, yeah, movies are the best. We really appreciate you guys listening. Mm-hmm. As always, and we, like, <laughs> and, and thanks for tuning in when we have weird stuff happen, like yeah. me getting COVID for a second time. It's always an adventure. <laughs> move, uh, recording in different houses, recording when we have to have our mic leaned up against a bunch of pillows. <laughs> <laughs> we never mentioned that one, but we did have to do that one time. I forgot the bass to it, and so we had to like <laughs> lean it precariously against like a towel that was folded up, and it was uh, it stayed, and somehow it was fine, but. Yeah. What's Jakey? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, we really appreciate. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Oh now, my goodness. The, the, the first cough of the, uh, like it knows we're ending. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you for listening, and uh, we won't try to sync it this time because it's not gonna work. But uh, no. Always remember uh, you can to find us. 
Oh, well, oh. you can do that first, but yeah. <laughs> you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, all that jazz. Um, and uh, always remember to watch what you love and to love what you watch. 